This is Rivers to Resilience. The podcast where we educate, inspire, motivate and transform you and your teams on your journey to emotional resilience. We hear stories and advice from leaders and experts, allowing you to harness their wisdom with transformational, evidence-based strategies to building emotional resilience. Join accredited cognitive behavioural psychotherapist and author Martina Witter as she deep dives into all aspects of resilience building, whilst also helping you to crush stress and improve and retain your performance, productivity and profits. That's here on Rivers to Resilience. I just want you to maybe have a think about how do you think you're performing as a manager? And, you know, you don't need to, you can either jot it in the comments or just kind of take a note where you are. So on a scale of 0 to 10, how would you maybe rate your performance or resilience? And the reason why I ask about that is because with mindfulness and mindful leadership, it's all about increasing your performance, increasing your resilience and increasing your productivity and also that of your team. So what I, I love to always have a few little kind of props and visual aids when I kind of share and present. So I've got a resistance band here. So I want you just to imagine that this is yourself. You are this resistant band, resistance band. And I want you to think about how strong are you? How, you know, how are you coping at the, mo- at the moment when all those demands are placed upon you and you're being stretched sometimes beyond your capacity? You know, your team members are kind of requiring more of you and possibly because of the hybrid work and all the demands that they're facing. How are you coping? Are you like this? Are you a 10? Are you continually expanding? and growing or are you struggling where would you where would you place yourself or sometimes would it be higher and sometimes is it lower you may be a bit of a five having a bit of a wobble sometimes or are you maybe um you know the lower end but I want you just to reflect on on where you are and I think it's really important for you just to have that time and to locate yourself in terms of your performance and just your resilience as a manager and as a leader so if you want to feel free to for yourself because this is this is your time and I know when it's busy you know leading teams managing remotely sometimes it can be difficult just to get a minute for so objectives it's about helping you to understand the importance of mindfulness and of being a mindful leader because that can help to reduce workplace stress. It can improve your performance and your productivity and the performance and productivity of your organization, of your team members as well. It's also about helping you to learn proven strategies that will help to kind of build your resilience. And that's based upon the uh, Rivers to Resilience method and model and part of that looks at building mindfulness, building your mindset and also stress management. So it's about identifying those key ingredients for mindful and resilient leadership and then learning to take actionable steps in applying mindfulness when facing challenges or or stresses or change. There's a lot of change and with this new variant, COVID, all of that has placed a lot of additional challenges on yourselves as, as leaders. 
and just I guess in your personal life as well all of that uncertainty you know with Christmas so that's what we'll be kind of looking at in today's webinar. This is the Rivers to Resilience method or model that I just kind of mentioned and alluded to. So the building the mindfulness in your performance and productivity, that kind of fits in with the cognitive training and stress management. And this is our Rivers to Resilience model, which is all about looking at taking a holistic approach to building resilience and sustaining it as well. So the outcomes for today's webinar is about boosting your resilience, helping you to, to manage the stress, to reduce your stress, but also to reduce the stress of, of your team members as well, because I guess they'll be coming to you with their challenges and stresses, and, and they're looking to you as the as, as, to, for a solution. They're looking to you for that support. And I know that can place an additional demand and having to, I guess, manage your team remotely, maybe having meetings through Zoom. I just wonder, it'd be good to hear from yourselves. How, how are you finding that, you know, if you are managing remotely, managing, managing team members or even just having meetings online, just the dynamics of that and the additional demands and pressures that it faces, you know, having to do work from home. Depending on your environment, depending on you know who who lives who you live with, all of that can have an impact. So that's why building resilience, performing under pressure, is is is, is kind of critical in these times, which are constantly changing, constantly evolving from week to week and day to day. But by the end of today's webinar, you'll have some more tools for your toolbox that you can help to to kind of boost your resilience and enable you to kind of lead in a mindful way and apply that to your to your team as well so I'm not going to go through the stats <laughs> too extensively but as you're probably all aware as manage a lot of some a lot of managers are not necessarily changed and trained or fully equipped in stress management so the research from the CIPD suggests that only 61% of managers are trained in stress management. So that leads, that begs the question, well, what are the, the other 40% of managers doing? How are they coping? And we know that because of COVID, because of the multiple losses and bereavement that people are facing, and that all of that's on the rise. And there's the, the great um, resignation as well. There's so many challenges that managers are having to deal with. And I guess keeping employees engaged as well, all of that places greater demands on you as, as managers to effectively manage your own stress but, and be a role model in stress management to your team, but also being able to transfer those skills to your team members and also being able to spot stress because stress affects people in different ways. And I know I work with, when I work with organizations and individuals. A lot of them say that, oh, you know, my, my, my team or my colleagues, they think I'm OK because a lot of people can mask it. So it's important that you know who you're managing. Some people can come in with a smile, but actually inside they're cracking and they're stressed. So that's where being mindful comes in and, you know, really being in tune with your with yourself, but also with your team and noticing small changes. You know, if someone maybe looks like they're tired 
or if their work, if their performance has been affected, it could be because they're stressed. So noticing those small changes is, is key. We know that there's a rise in burnout as well because of um, COVID and more than four in 10 employees say that there are a lot more burned out in, the, in, in their job compared to a year ago because of COVID. And all of that leads to an increase in stress, depression and anxiety. Those kind of three demons that we're all trying to, to combat. And that's why it's important to, I guess, invest in yourself, which is fantastic that you're here today to pick up some skills and tools, but also investing in your team and organisation, because ultimately it affects the bottom line, it improves performance and productivity. And in the long run, if you invest in um, well-being and mental health um, training and interventions, that's going to benefit the organisation in the long run, you'll, you'll save money. So the report from Deloitte suggests that for every pound spent on mental health and wellbeing interventions, that you'll gain back five pounds for reduced sickness, absence, turnover and um, presenteeism. So it's really important to kind of look at wellbeing um, with a bird's eye view and taking a, taking a long-term perspective. I think I'd probably highlight that everyone responds to stress and challenges in a different way. And that's why it's important to know your, to know your team, to know your organization, and to acknowledge that everyone's got a different threshold and everyone will respond to stress in a different way. So it's important to tailor the support to the individuals. And that's where I guess doing a well-being audit would come in and understanding what your what your your kind of team members and employees would benefit from. Is it more looking at mindfulness approaches, mindset process, is it looking at physical health? All of those aspects kind of interact with one another. So it's important to, to take a holistic approach in that, in kind of enhancing the well-being of your employees and performance and productivity. Also, the sustainable development goals, the good, you know, the third one is kind of looking at good health and well-being. And that's where mindfulness comes in and employee well-being, ensuring that your employees are equipped for their roles and ensuring that everyone has access to good health and well-being. That's what's going to ensure that they thrive and that your organization thrives and everyone globally should have access to these. But we know the reality is different, but I think it's important to ensure that whatever's being delivered from organizations, that it does link with the, the UN Sustainable Development Goals. So mindful leadership. What is it all about? Mindfulness is a term that's kind of batted around quite a lot. And we know that a lot of the, the corporates and Fortune 100s, a lot of them are already providing mindfulness training to leader, leaders and employees. I know Amazon, they provide some like kind of Amazon booths, which is for employees. And it's giving them time out to, to de-stress and use mindfulness exercise strategies and training. And mindfulness is all about all about bringing your awareness and attentiveness to the present moment or to an experience and it's about getting you off that kind of that kind of hamster wheel of life it's about helping you just to step back into game perspective and to take a non-judgmental stance so as a leader that's going to give you more focus more clarity it will improve your decision making and your performance and I guess working, if, if some of you are working from home, I can imagine that it can be maybe more challenging to lead a team remotely 
because you're not seeing them as much. And then you've got to consider, are your team members, are they really opening up? How are you finding leading your team remotely or just the hybrid model or maybe just popping into the office once a week? You know, what are the challenges that you're facing as a leader? That's what I'd love to kind of hear about. So what I want you to do, I'm going to take you through some exercises and I'll be asking you some, some questions and want you to kind of reflect on the experience and think about how can you apply this as a leader in your organisation or how can you just apply it to your personal life as well? Because it's not just about the, the workplace. So I'm just going to take you through a few exercises to help with that. And what I'm going to start off with is an introductory one. It's called the raisin. <laughs> you may have come across it, raisin exercise, but I don't have a raisin. I don't really like raisins, actually. But if, you, if you've got something with you, if you've got maybe um, a fruit or just something small, I'd like for you to, yeah, just let me know what you've got. I've got a bit of satsuma here. So what I'm going to do, is I'm going to take you through an exercise using this. And this is a way of demonstrating mindfulness. So I've got a, a satsuma here, as I'm, I guess you can all see. So if you've got anything with you, a raisin or a grape or just something small, or even if it's not something edible, just something small, it could even just be a pen. Or, I don't know, I'm thinking a rubber or whatever it might be. So I've got this. So what I want you to do, whatever you're holding, I want you to look at it as if you've never seen it before. So I'm looking at this satsuma as if I've never seen it before. And I want you just to observe your initial reaction. Do you feel curious about it? Or maybe a little self-conscious or maybe a bit confused, wondering actually, what is this? Imagine you've come from another planet. Or are you becoming aware of feeling any emotions or feelings? So I want you to focus very deeply on whatever you're looking at. And it could just be something in your room. So I'm focusing on this, this kind of piece of this satsuma. So focus on the little objects, focus on the colours that you can see, focus on the different parts of it. Do they all look the same or do they vary in shape, size and colour? Now I want you to think about the weight of whatever you're carrying or holding in the texture. So I'm thinking about the weight of this satsuma and the texture. It's very light. It's a bit kind of slippery. Um, can I squeeze it? I can squeeze this, but I won't be squeezing it because I'll create a bit of a, um, a bit of a mess. So I want you to think about that. And if you're getting distracted as we're doing this, I want you just to notice that your mind's wandering but just bring your attention back to this satsuma or whatever you're focusing on or the raisin. I want you to feel the surface between your thumb and your forefinger. So I'm doing that now. And are you aware of smoothness or roughness? Now I want you to touch whatever you're holding with your lips. And how does that feel? Mine's very tasty. It's quite a sweet satsuma. Is it the same? Is it different? Anything else? What are you noticing? And then I want you to smell it. Smell whatever you're holding. 
what is that smell or scent? Mine's quite potent. So name what you're smelling. And this is all helping you just to slow down and to be present and to be fully engaged. And it's helping to improve your concentration as well, which is what you can use in the workplace. And when, yeah, when you're working, we all need to just slow down and get off being on autopilot, going from one meeting to another. Now I want you to think about how is your body responding to this exercise? And how does your body know when to open your mouth in relation to the, the, the raisin or the satsuma or whatever you've got? Can you notice a taste before you start chewing or eating the raisin or satsuma or grape or whatever you've got? Do you notice saliva building up? Because there's so many processes and changes that are taking place when we eat, for example, but sometimes we're just on autopilot. We've got so much going on. So our head is so full. We're thinking about the next thing. I mean, you could be thinking about, but we want you just to try and be present and focus on the here and now. And now I want you to take a bite of the raisin, satsuma or whatever you've got. And how does that flavor explode in your mouth? What flavors do you notice? And what emotions do you become aware of? So I'm just going to, I'm going to eat it. And I can notice that it's a very refreshing flavor. And just as I'm going through this exercise, I feel very calm, very present. I've had a really busy morning nonstop. But all of a sudden, just connecting with that flavor, and I guess it's that sense, of, it's that taste, that's really just helped to, helped to really um, ground me. And I'd love to hear what you've noticed. I feel, I guess I probably feel, yeah, quite calm. So I want you to chew whatever you've got slowly and observe how your body responds to that. Observe how you're swallowing it. And notice how, it, how the pulp or whatever you're eating, how it lands in your stomach. So it's about being aware and being attentive on, on the experience from moment to moment. And just as, you know, this is me us using food, an object, you can do this in the workplace. So when you're having your lunch, trying to eat in a mindful way, using that as an opportunity to ground yourself, to de-stress and just to be present, that can really help to change the yeah, the kind of the, the trajectory of your day, your week and your month. And, and if you make these small changes, that's going to help you just to be to have more clarity, because I know sometimes when you might be having your lunch and you're working. And I, I know I'm guilty of this as well. And we don't really give ourselves the time that we need. And sometimes we feel like, oh, I'm multitasking. I'm doing this and that. And that's going to help me to be more productive. But actually, if you really take a break, maybe go for a walk. I mean, I've started doing that actually going for a walk and that really does help going for a mindful walk. 
that really can change the course of your day, just being in a different environment, being more present and taking in your surroundings and being still and noticing what you don't usually notice. All of that can help you just to be a lot calmer and a lot more, a lot more grounded and a lot more present. And then what I want you to do, I want you to just think about how are you feeling now? Do you feel like you want to eat another raisin or whatever you've eaten a crepe? I don't know whether anyone is, is eating. It depends on where you are. Um, was one enough? What are the thoughts that you experienced when you were eating? Did you think you were hungry? Maybe you just didn't like it, actually. And did you think, actually, I'm full? Or were you curious and wanting to kind of maybe check in on your breathing? Or just wondering maybe, why am I even doing this exercise? And the purpose of this exercise is just to help you to be truly in the moment. And just to be still. And this is what you can do in the workplace when you might feel a little bit um, overwhelmed and you may feel like you don't have time to just process your thoughts, to process the demands that you're facing. Maybe you don't have time in between having line management or supervising staff. And I wonder whether, is this an exercise or you could even do an amended one that you could do with your team members. And I know for me, when I've had supervision and, you know, when I've been really busy, I found it really useful when my, you know, supervisor has just started the session with a mindfulness exercise. And that's just helped to ground me. And it's just helped me just to be still and present, to let go of what I was doing before. And just to be in the moment and not to be thinking about what's happening in the future. So I'd love to hear from you in terms of how you found that exercise. And then what I'm going to do is take you through. I'm going to take you through two more exercises. So I'm going to take you through an exercise which is called mindful breathing. That's the next one. And then I'll move on to mindfulness of emotions. So these are all mindfulness exercises that can help you to lead in a mindful way as a leader it can help you to gain clarity in your decision making even just in your communication and in your interactions with your team members which is so important because sometimes if we don't take stock we can just continue to do things that are actually maybe hampering our progress or hampering your team members pr progress but when you stop and take stock and actually consider well what am I what's going through my mind am I even present what's affecting my performance as a manager as a leader or even personally you know as a partner as a mum as a sister brother you know whatever other roles you may have being mindful helps you to improves your decision making and helps you to make decisions that are going to benefit you and those around you it will help with your performance it will you'll just be a lot happier it helps you to to kind of de-stress and 
offload, which I know we all need to do. And even with all of the changing demands of COVID and uncertainty, being mindful can just help you to be in the moment and acknowledge that we don't necessarily know what's going to happen tomorrow or next week or at Christmas. But what we do know and what we can focus on is the here and now. And that's something that's really important in managing stress. It's about letting go of the worries and focusing on those things that you can. Why focus on the uncontrollable? Is that going to is that going to make you feel better? Why not focus on what you can control? That's going to be a lot more empowering. And as you do that, your team will follow you. And it's about, as a leader, modeling mindful leadership, modeling resilience, and then your team will be able to, to kind of learn from you, learning how you cope with stress as a, as a leader and a manager is key. And I think about in the past when I worked in the NHS, because that's my background, and there was a time where I had a manager who was extremely stressful. And actually, that led to me, and I wasn't even planning to say this, but it just kind of sprung to mind, that led to me feeling that I actually couldn't really open up to my manager fully because I wasn't confident that they would be able to manage the distress that I may have been experiencing or just manage my day-to-day challenges. You know, we all have challenges in, in, in the workplace. So that's something just to consider, you know, what are you projecting to your team members? And is that, is that, um, is that encouraging? Is that helping? Or is it hindering the, 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 the relationship that you have with your team? And the relationship is key in leadership and employee engagement is critical. So they're all things to think about. And that's why it's important that leaders, managers are, are given tools and strategies to cope with your stress. Because just because you're a manager doesn't mean that you're immune to stress. Not at all. If anything, you're experiencing more stress because you're having to support your employees and, and enable them to kind of you know achieve the KPIs and support them. Then you've got the senior managers and directors that you're reporting to as well. So if anything, you're under kind of more stress. And that's why it's key that you've got the tools to, to manage. So what I'm going to take you through now is um, mindful breathing, which is another exercise. I'm going to take you through mindful breathing and then just lead on to mindfulness of emotions as well. So what I want you to do is wherever you are, I want you just to sit and I want you to just be in a calm and relaxed stance. You can close your eyes. And I want you just to focus on how it feels to be sat on the chair that you're in. I want you to focus on how it feels for your feet to be connected to the ground. I want you to focus on how it feels for your hands to be beside you. I want want you just to focus on how it feels to be in this session, how it feels to be in this webinar. I want you just to allow your back to adopt and, you know, an erect, upright, comfortable posture and make sure that your feet are flat on the floor 
And now what, what I want you to do is just gently bring your awareness to those physical feelings or sensations that you might be experiencing within the body. Sensations of touch and the pressure on the body, where it makes contact with the floor. And whatever you're sitting on, I want you just to spend a couple of minutes or two just exploring those sensations. What are you experiencing? Now what I want you to do is just bring your awareness to the changing patterns of physical feelings or sensations in the lower abdomen as the breath moves in and out of the body. So just notice that rhythm of your breathing. And if it's helpful, you can maybe place your hand on your stomach or the abdomen if that helps you to be, I guess, to be more kind of aware of those changing sensations. So just tune into those physical sensations. And I want you just to focus your awareness on any changes in the stomach and the abdomen, any slight stretching of the abdominal wall when it rises with the in-breath and then when it deflates on the out-breath. So just follow the awareness, follow any changes that you notice. So it's important that you don't try to control your breathing, just notice the breathing. Notice the rhythm of your breathing. And as you're breathing in, I want you to imagine that you're breathing in a sense of relaxation and calm. And as you're breathing out, I want you to imagine that you're kind of, you're kind of pushing away and resisting that stress, the anxiety and overwhelm. So just focus on that rhythm of your breathing, focus on the in-breath and the out-breath. And just allow your experience to be your experience without needing it to kind of, you know, to be any other than, than it actually is. And then if you notice that your mind wanders away from the focus of the breath, into the lower abdomen or, you know, you're kind of thinking about, oh, what am I doing next? What am I doing at the weekend? What do I need to buy? I want you just to notice that without judging yourself. Just notice it, acknowledge it, and then gently bring your attention back to your breathing. And I want you just to focus on the rhythm of your breathing. So what we're doing is using your breathing to anchor you in the present moment. So just gently bring your, your kind of awareness back to the focus of your breathing and think about the changing kind of patterns of the physical feelings or sensations in the lower abdomen. And then just paying attention to the in-breath and the out-breath. And it's normal for your mind to wonder. It happens to all of us. So expect it. But when it happens... It's about bringing your attention back to your breathing and being present. And then bring in like a quality of kind of kindness and compassion to your awareness and kind of noticing when your mind's wondering as an opportunity to be kind to yourself and just be curious about why your mind is wondering 
and then gently bring your attention back to the present moment. Bring your attention back to your breathing and just noticing it, noticing those changes and coming off autopilot. So that can help when you're feeling stressed or anxious, when you might be overthinking or your mind, you might be wondering, this is how you can apply it in the workplace or just in life in general. And I help lots of leaders, lots of individuals and organizations build, you know, mindful cultures and also ensuring that employees learn how to be mindful and, and learn the benefits. And it's so important to acknowledge that you can apply mindfulness in your day-to-day -day life. And that's what I'm going to move on to now, just sharing with you that just as we did the mindful eating exercise, you can apply mindfulness to, you know, you can go for a mindful walk. And I love my mindful walks on the days that I don't go to the gym. And if I've got a busy day and I've not got as much time, I will always just go to the local park, have a mindful walk and just notice what is around you. And then when I come back, I just feel, you know, energized. I've got more clarity. So this is how you can apply it. And it might be that you want to incorporate this into your, you know, into your organization or into your kind of personal life, you know, something you can do as a family. Um, so mindfulness is about, being present, taking a non-judgmental, non should I say, approach and not judging yourself for when your mind does wonder and making room for it as well. And when you notice it, just kind of bringing your attention back and, it, and, and it's, it's a way of being and it takes time. So you've got to practice these exercises consistently for you to experience the, the benefits of them. And the mindfulness of emotions, which I haven't gone through just because I'm conscious of the time, is it's about noticing your emotions, tuning into your emotions. And all of this helps with building emotional intelligence as well. It helps with building resilience. So understanding emotions, understand how you're feeling, because if you don't understand yourself, how can you bring about changes? How can you regulate it? How can you understand your, your, your team members? And that's why mindfulness of emotions is important, because if you understand yourself, then you're more able to maybe understand why you might be um, interacting with your team in a particular way. If you're stressed out, of course, it's going to affect your team. So being mindful and noting that you're stressed out should be a bit of a cue to you that actually maybe I need to go and have this mindful walk. Maybe I just need to have a bit of a break and then come back and be refreshed and give that best version of yourself to your team, to your organization and the workplace. So that is how it's, it, it's applicable, that mindfulness of emotions. There's, um, yeah, I explain it in more detail in, in my book, um, Resilience in the Workplace. So there's lots of other mindfulness exercises that can help with building mindful leadership. So I'll summarize some of them there. So what I want you to think about is how can you apply some of those exercises, or you may already have, you know, pre-existing knowledge, how can you apply them as a leader? How can you use them to develop mindful leadership, which is leadership, which is when a leader is, is more empathic, more self-aware, and more in tune with their self, which ultimately means that you're, you increase your productivity, you increase, increase your performance as well so 
if you want to be more relaxed or calm in the workplace, mindfulness is one of those tools that you can use. And if it works for you, there's no reason why it's not going to work for your for your team members. So what I want to kind of move on to now is thinking about how you can use this mindfulness with your team or even with family members. How can you apply it? Feel free to planning is, is, is critical to enhancing your, your, your productivity. And if you don't plan, then it affects your performance, the kind of scheduling time in your day to do these exercises and maybe doing them with your team members as well. So maybe thinking about would mindful breathing in team meetings or line management help? Mindful eating during lunchtime, mindful drink, having a you know a cup of coffee or tea, whatever you like, or water, whatever. Mindful walks of the team. This is just these are just some suggestions. Then thinking about the day-to-day tasks, which sometimes can be a bit mundane. Mindful reading of emails, conversations and listening being very engrossed in that um, experience. Can that possibly help? Considering what, sometimes it's just small changes and tweaks that you can make to increase your leadership skills, to ensure that you're more of a mindful leader, mindful in terms of more self-aware of yourself, but also aware of your team as well. So thinking about what long-term changes will you introduce with your team? If these have worked for you, they'll definitely work for your team. So then what I want to share with you now is how the, 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 the kind of those mindfulness strategies fit with this Rivers to Resilience method and model that I shared earlier at the beginning. Some of you may have missed it. So that's our proven um, method for building resilience and ultimately it helps to take you from being stressed out overwhelmed and underperforming to having a team that's the most productive hard working and you being the more sought most sought after manager because you're able to find advantage in adversity and you're able to experience peak performance which is what we all want and then that will be transferred to your team you're able to combat those three hidden demons of stress anxiety and depression, which can affect someone's productivity and all of the um, tools, all of those rivers to resilience lead to sustained long-term change, which is what we all want and need. And that leads, leads to brain change ultimately. So you'll be less stressed, more happy, peak performance and productivity, and you'll be more self-aware, just as I'm hoping that through the mindfulness exercises that you've become more aware of yourself your strengths, your limitation, maybe your mindset when you're wondering, noticing what you're thinking about. And sometimes if we don't stop, we don't know what are those self-limiting beliefs that are affecting our performance. We don't know what are those um, distractions that are maybe affecting our relationships with our colleagues, with our employees, with our team members. It would also help you with being enhance your confidence and achieving KPIs. And it will help with improving your interpersonal and intrapersonal relationships because your emotional intelligence will increase and you'll be able to anticipate potential difficult situations in advance. So you'll be less overwhelmed and you'll have a bit of an, an action plan, which is key. 
And there's just a bit of a motivational quote here, which is the difference in winning and losing is most often not quitting. So even with learning and using mindfulness strategies, it's about persistence and not quitting. And that also kind of ties in with the resilience as well. So I'm just sharing a, you know, a kind of testimonial of someone who has experienced the mindfulness for managers course and experience, but also the Rivers to Resilience method. And they've shared that as a result of it, they can now take a step back and think about their emotions, how they're feeling and realize that it's important to take time out for themselves in and out of work. And that's key. We all need to do that. But sometimes we know what we need to do, but we don't do it. So it's about taking action, setting deadlines and take, take setting realistic actions, realistic expectations of yourself as well. So I've just got a case study here summarizing how a manager that is kind of engaged with this approach and method has found it useful in reducing their, their stress. So they, they experience the Rivers to Resilience model and the seven Rivers to Resilience. And initially they were struggling with workplace stress, burnout, overwhelm due to managing many disengaged staff that were lacking in confidence with their decision-making. So that placed additional pressures on the manager, but they were kind of gained clarity in what their goals were in terms of how they were managing the team. And then they were able to combat the stress, the anxiety, low mood, and they were provided with you know, practical strategies and tools to cope so progressive muscle relaxation mindfulness exercises reframing worrying and self-limiting beliefs and drawing upon that rivers to resilience method and you know as a result of that their confidence increased as a manager they experienced less imposter syndrome they received positive feedback from the team and, and management and now they're more assertive in the workplace and it's easier for them to delegate tasks and they use mindfulness to kind of let go of the worries and to gain more clarity and they use their personal resilience plan to maintain those those changes so that's just kind of sharing how using mindfulness and some of the other rivers to resilience how that can help to kind of boost your resilience and sustain it in the long term so just sharing with you about the Rivers to Resilience model, which is CPD accredited. So we have the course, which is available for managers, but also for team members. And then there's an introductory offer today if it's purchased. And our next, if you want more information, feel free to drop me a, a email or you can book in just to have a call, just to find out a little bit more about it. But if it is purchased today, there is a, a complimentary resilience coaching session as well and with the course it's three months so there's the day course but then you also get three months support and as a manager or as a leader you will have um, a hours coaching session as well alongside three months of email support which will help you to implement the um, personal or organizational resilience plan and mindfulness is a key aspect of that because it helps with stress management it helps with um, mindset training as well it includes a copy of the resilience in the workplace um, book which i've referred to and then also your rivers to resilience workbook and then the the resilience plan 
And then we're also offering a complimentary workplace wellbeing audit, which will help you to understand your team, your organization and, and where it kind of how are you doing in terms of wellbeing? Are you meeting the needs of your um, organization, of your team and department and what changes need to be need to be take take place and we'll make recommendations so and then we've also got the mindful moment training as well for managers so if that's something that you're interested in feel free just to click on the qr code and that will take you to a page where you can just book in book in um you know just a complimentary chat and if there's any questions that you've got in terms of today's webinar feel free to drop them in the chat or just to drop um an email and also feel free to connect with us on social media platforms there's all of our um, social media platforms and handles and we've got the we're on linkedin so there's my personal page martina motivator with and then there's also the business page which is rapid therapy and training service so to stay updated with our webinars and other events feel free to to connect with us then and if you've got any questions feel free to drop them in the chat or drop us a message or email, it's info at rapidtherapyservices.com. And that's everything for today. I don't know whether there's any questions before we end, but I'll be sending out a feedback questionnaire. I'd love your feedback, love just to find out how you found today's webinar. And I think I've managed just to cover everything just in time. So I can see that someone said, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us. It's been fantastic having you here on this. Well, I'm in Manchester. I was going to say on this very wet afternoon. I'm hoping that this is kind of perked up and will pick up um, yeah, your day and also give you tools to, to cope and to increase your performance and productivity. If there's anyone else in your organization who you think would benefit from these type of webinars or if you're interested in us bringing it to your organization feel free just to drop us an email um, an email so that's everything yeah okay that's great thanks again for listening to another episode of rivers to resilience to keep up to date connect with us online at www.rafatherapyservices.com and on all social media platforms it's your time to be revived, restored and refocused.